activities of, are suddenly bringing the spiritual world. No one has any idea what is going on. The world is busy. Busy. Busy with external things. Somehow or other. In this time, what counts is the impression you make. Somehow or other, as long as people recognize in this age, looking for prestige, looking for honor, looking for, for wealth, looking for power, looking for external things. Um, but where? Where is true quality? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared on 18 February 1486 and there was a, a full eclipse of the full moon which started at two minutes to nine at night. That eclipse lasted three and a half hours so I spent some time last week narrowing it down and that's it within those three and a half hours Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu two births. Uh, somehow or other, during that eclipse. As was a customary practice everywhere, the holy name was being chanted. And everyone would go to the holy river and spend time standing waist high in the river while chanting the name of the Lord. Because uh, in India, an eclipse is not considered auspicious. It is one is not supposed to go outside, one stays inside, or one goes to a holy place and there produces auspicious sound vibrations. <laughs> In that way, uh, one can, one can uh, create a transcendental atmosphere. A transcendental atmosphere cannot be touched by anything material, not even by inauspicious planetary influences like this. Then, so the chanting of the holy name was, was going everywhere. And this was the ideal moment for Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to appear. He had been in the womb of his mother for 13 months. It was a complication. <laughs> there were no cesareans, so just waiting for it to happen, and it didn't happen. 13 months. The mother was getting a little bit in anxiety, and her husband was trying to deal with
mentioned the grandfather. The grandfather was an astrologer. So grandfather did a calculation and calculated exactly the moment. He said, don't worry, the child will appear at such and such time. In this way, everyone reassured, okay, just now coming. <laughs> and so, but the child appeared at a perfect time, um, at the time when the influence of the Maha Mantra created a completely transcendental atmosphere and suddenly everyone became very peaceful. Everyone felt very, suddenly very happy. No anxiety. You know how it is. Some days are better than others. And somehow or other, everyone simultaneously felt great relief and felt happiness. Advaita started dancing. Um, Haridas Thakur uh, also. Um, these personalities spontaneously danced as the Lord appeared in this world. Um, although they were not fully aware that that is what occurred. But somehow or other the influence was there and they danced. Nobody knew that the Supreme Lord had come into this world. And no idea. Um, oh, yes. But Chaminat Mishra had this wonderful son. Very nice. Oh, yes. Sachi. Ah, yes. And the demigods knew exactly what was going on. The demigods then, they personally came to offer blessings. It said Aditi, the mother of the demigods, came herself. She took kusa grass in one hand. We see a bundle of kusa grass lying there on the table. Kusa grass in one hand. Some, some grains also. And then with her right hand, she put her right hand on the head of the child and said, may you stay in the material world forever. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of blessing was she giving? Ah, yes, she knew what she was doing. May Lord Chaitanya stay in the material world forever. Because as long as his presence is there, suddenly, suddenly, uh, what is difficult, whatever is difficult becomes easy. And only what is easy without him is already difficult. And what so? Suddenly, what is otherwise not possible becomes possible. How? How? Ah, it's not easy to motivate people. Funny <laughs> yeah. books. But then, for how long? But the one thing, the one thing that can move mountains, that can do anything, is happiness. Oh, when there is happiness, then no limitations whatsoever. We can we can do any anything. By the mercy of Sri Chaitanya, lame could climb mountains. Blind men could see the 
the stars in the sky and the dumb could recite elegant poetry. Um, suddenly, suddenly, everything became possible. Mm. I also grew up in the in deep dark ignorance, right? In some some low country, you know, the Netherlands, <laughs> uh, where and I had no idea. Um, I had no idea what to do with life. I had no idea who to believe. I had no idea what was true. Um, it all made sense. Opposing views made sense. Abortion, yes. Abortion, no. I could see, I could see the, the logic of both. Do you want to kick this child into the world while it has no chance? Or do you want to, at any cost, protect this child in the world? All these questions were bewildering, and so many more. And it was a Saturday night, and we, and we didn't have anybody. And then, <laughs> then what? I will not go any further. <laughs> <laughs> Enough of memory lane. <laughs> Let's get out of there. Um, the point is, is that that memory lane was a dead-end street. It was a way of life. The big experiment of the modern world. Here we are. Everything an experiment. We drove cars and pumped gas into the air, which we are supposed to breathe. And then, then we developed asthma and so on. We wondered, how did that happen? <laughs> yeah. uh, what are we doing? Uh, come, come for dinner. On my dinner table, uh, there's pepper salt and the spray can with doom. It's called doom, spray can, yes. In case you want to spray your vegetables. Yeah. Oh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Of course, uh, I agree, I agree. That is ridiculous because the vegetables are already pre-sprayed. <laughs> and I have to put the can on the table. The age of curry. I have sketched it now for you. It is in this setting on a black background. A jewel looks much more bright. On the black background of the age of curry, Sri Chaitanya appeared. It was high time. Uh, Lord Ramachandra came one million years ago as an avatar, an incarnation of the Lord. He was teaching by example how to live a life based on religious principles. Oh, too difficult. <laughs> Uh, Krishna came 5,000 years ago. He spoke the entire Bhagavad Gita and at the end said, 
which means give up everything and just surrender to me. Everything, honey, everything. Can I give up something? I mean, just something isn't that already quite something? Everything, that's impossible. Yes. And so, it is stated in Chaitanya Charitamrita, which is the description of the characteristics, the immortal characteristics of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. There it is described that in this age, very few, very few take any interest in spirituality. Very few. And those who do, mostly it's only lip service. In other words, show to impress others. And where are the ones who are serious? But even the ones who are serious, where are they? The great poet, Kali Karnapur, wrote a play. And in the play, it begins with Kali. And there is a discussion between Kali and sin. Personified, Adharma, irreligion. Sin, irreligion, same thing. A discussion. And they see Chaitanya Mahaprabhu seated, seated on an altar, and he's being worshipped, and everything is being prepared for a bathing ceremony. There are pots with coconuts. Each of the pots has a little piece of kusa grass and different ingredients out there. On various auspicious leaves, there are bananas, auspicious fruits. And so everything is prepared and all are seated and all are ready to perform that bathing ceremony because they have just realized after many years, that Nimai is the Supreme Lord. And now it's obvious and clear all along. He was brilliant. And now he is showing not only a wonderful effulgent divine nature, but Nimai now is in the mood of a devotee. Here is God acting as a devotee. Yeah, if you're trying to teach someone and they just don't get it, eh? they don't get it. After you told them three times and they just don't get it, then what's the next resort? You show them by example. This is how you do it. Huh? I see, I see. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I can't. Now coming as a devotee, he's showing by example. But what's an example? Uh, we have seen devotees folded hands. Yes, yes. Some, some tears. We have seen devotees on their knees, on their knees. Not one day, day in, day out, passing the test of time. That is devotion. Ah, yes. Dedication, passing the test of time. That is devotion, isn't it? Ah, uh, but now that looks bleak. 
now that looks like really empty because now we're seeing that golden effulgent personality who is just showing a level of ecstasy a level of happiness I mean, it's inconceivable and in, in, in the in the course of that he throws himself in the air as high as possible flying up in the air and crashing back down I hope he didn't break any bones <laughs> no no he jumps up again I mean how is it possible how can anyone jump so high he can how can anyone spin so fast he can oh Absorbed, totally absorbed. Krishna, Vasudev Sarvam Iti, a line of the Bhagavad Gita. Paunam Jamanante Gyanamam Pranate, Vasudev Sarvam Iti After many, many lifetimes, after many, many lifetimes, one may finally come to the point where one knows Vasudev Sarvam Iti. Krishna is everything. Yeah, but we've never seen it like that. We've seen scholars admitting, yes, Krishna is God. Yes, yes. But we've never seen such love. Never. Never. Chaitanya is coming to teach by his example. Mm. Oh, yes. Every night in the house of Srivas, there is Kirtan been going on for years and years and years but recently these kirtans are taking on another dimension because chaitanya is there and the way he dances but all the doors are locked mm -mm. no guests invited it's an inside an in crowd only devotees who are worshiping krishna are allowed in no one else and the dance and ecstasy at night Neighbors are getting upset. What is this howling in the night? Uh, the country was under occupation. Muslims were ruling the country and it was strictly forbidden to do this kind of worship. Oh, yes. But uh, they didn't care. And the neighbors said, what will happen? You know, they'll send the army in and they'll just burn down our whole village. Honey, you know, it's too much. But everything continued and continued and continued. But finally they complained to Muslim magistrates. And as they did, yes, the Kazi, the district head, he, he took action. He came in, broke up Kirtan parties, smashed Madangas threw them on the ground and then uh, and, and, and forbade any further public chanting. It was then that the news was brought to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu who said that he would not tolerate he would not tolerate any obstruction and the biggest kirtan party ever went down. Millions went down. 
And they were all carrying torches. So there were so many torches that it was like daylight. There were madangas. There were thousands of madangas, all playing the same beat perfectly. It's inconceivable. <laughs> That's a miracle. Yes. That's a miracle. Um, where does that happen? Uh, it sounded like thunder. And they went to the Chankazi. Well, that Chankazi was hiding in the house. So many people came, but eventually he came out and, and then uh, settled everything and gave a benediction. Yes, yes, yes. From now on, no Muslim should ever stop the Sangatan here in this area. And even up to the day of today, the descendants of the Kazi who are still alive, they still will make sure there is no disturbance, no Muslim. Even when there are riots, it happens in India. Muslim Hindu riots are quite common in India, but not in Mayapur. Never. It cannot be, because the kirtan cannot be disturbed. In this way, we read something about Nimai's life. When Nimai appeared, I said, the demigods came to honor him when he was a baby. There were miracles in the house. A child was running through the house. They could hear the footsteps, but didn't see one. They heard ankle bells, but there was only a baby. Where's this child? Finally, he said, it must be the Shaligram Shiva that is like a sacred stone, Krishna in the form of a stone. There must be Krishna in that form coming off the altar and running around the house. said, tomorrow we will do a special ceremony. All that was going on. Then, then the world stopped. The world came to an end. In Navadvip, the residence of Everything stopped. He had left. He had gone. Everyone went mad, heartbroken. But they were thinking about dying. But then, why he would come back? And then he had died. No, that would be too much. <laughs> so they decided not to die. They were living only by the rope of hope. That was it. Only hope kept them calm. And then, when they were like in utter despair, he has left us, the Lord has left us. Then a messenger arrived. And the messenger, Chayaratna. Chayaratna, do you have a message of the Lord? Do you have any news? Chayaratna, speak! Chayaratna, speak! Chayaratna finally covered his mouth and said, Everyone was shocked said, What? He took sannyas? The renounced order of life? He gave up everything? He gave up the world? But he's so young, he's only 24. He's only a boy, 24. 
in the bloom of youth. No, it cannot be. But it was the case. And so, as a sannyasi, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu uh, was liberated. Uh, what is this sannyasa about anyway? Well, you know, my father would sit me down and said, now listen, young man. I hated it. <laughs> and said, listen to this. He said, life is a compromise. Oh, God. <laughs> that was the last thing I wanted to hear. Life is a compromise. I mean, especially when you're young. Give up before you even started. Life is a compromise. No question. Life is meant. There is no limit. Everything is possible. That was my mood. So finally I said, maybe for you, but not for me. <laughs> that has been a great inspiration in my life, actually, that discussion with my father. It brought me to the point of taking sannyas. <laughs> yes. And sannyas, it's such a thing, giving up the world. I left my wife, just walked away. Well, I took a little time to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, and I did leave some money and some things. You know, but, but then, uh, then I did walk away. It hurt a bit. So many years. Sharing a life with someone, how can you just leave? So many things you've done together, all my memories. There she is again, <laughs> in all my memories. Yeah. But I walked away. Why? Why do people take sannyas? Why did Chaitanya take sannyas when he was 24 and his wife was 16 and his mother was an old widow? How could he? How could he? Did he have? Did he have heart? Did he care at all? How could he do something as cold as that? Hmm. Oh no! Oh no! You see, in the world, in the world, uh, we have to do so many external things, so many duties. Take care of your auntie, take care of your uncle, take care of your grandparents, this, that, the children, the cousins, everything. Huh? So many responsibilities. And then, how are you going to maintain, get a job, and, and where are you going to, how are you going to pay for the rent? Right? All these things, things, worry, worry, worry. But sannyasi, he leaves all that. Nothing to worry about. The sannyasi, he relies on Krishna. He simply glorifies Krishna and whatever comes from that in terms of sustenance, yeah, he lives on that. That's it. Yeah, but what about the 16-year-old wife and the old mother? What about, what about that? No, I want to know that. Is that abuse? No. Uh, you know. No. No. Well, sure, sure smells like it. Uh, no, because the sannyasi 
fully dedicates all his energy, every fiber of his existence, supposedly, the real Sinyasi, not me, but the real Sinyasi, every fiber of his existence in dedication to the Supreme Lord. And then, as he makes that commitment, then he turns to Krishna and says, my Lord, now I'm placing my family members in your hands. I will give all my energy in your service. You please take care of them. And then, so it will come to be. And so Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu left his aging mother and his young wife in the care of the Lord. Well, his wife, she got a deity, a life-size deity of her, her husband, who, who stood with hands downwards, not up, you know, Chaitanya with his hands up. But that is sort of giving the mercy to the world. She didn't want that. She wanted mercy for her. <laughs> Therefore the hands were down, and it, but the palms open, like mercy for her. And she would chant on grains of rice. And for each round, she would put a grain of rice. And, and that's what she cooked at the end of the day. That was it. No chanting, nothing to eat. <laughs> so who was she? She was also a transcendental personality, obviously. She was not an ordinary mortal. She was the concert of the Lord who came into this world and acted as if he was a human being to teach the human beings, to inspire the human beings, to uplift the human beings. Then he spread Sankirtan. And then uh, it didn't just stay with his pastimes in Navadvip, his pastimes in India, his pastimes later in Jagannath Puri. It didn't just stay with that. Uh, he is the Lord of the entire universe. He was pulling invisible strings. And so many things happened in so many people's lives. In my case, I'm, when I met my former wife, for the first time, I met this girl, and she had a dog, and the dog's name was Krishna. Yeah. <laughs> and suddenly, I, I had this dog named Krishna, and I'm calling Krishna, Krishna, Krishna. <laughs> and the dog wouldn't come. And at night, I would be calling out loud for this dog to come. I was doing Hari on chanting around the block every night. But I did, had no idea what was going on. The invisible hand of Chaitanya is everywhere. Not only in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. It is very interesting, very interesting, how we are reading one passage in Chaitanya Charitamrita where it says, in the future, Vyasadeva will appear and will record 
many, many more pastimes of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Many more. Well, so there are many biographies, and over the last few weeks I've been speaking on these biographies and introducing them and so on. Tonight I'm not doing it. I'm going to the crown jewel of all biographies, Chaitanya Charitamrita, uh, which describes the transcendental characteristics of Lord Chaitanya. And there it says that in the future, so many more things will be described. Oh, what do we make of that? <clears throat> Very simple. The fact is, the Chaitanya Charitamrita, the life, pastimes, and teachings of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is not a book about something that happened 500 years ago. Rather, it's still happening. It's happening now. It's happened to me with that dog. Yes. Right? And it happened to you. I don't know how, but you can tell your story. Somehow or other, it's happening to all of us. It happened um, right here in New York, right here, Lower East Side, one block away. Um, the Swamiji arrived and started his storefront just a little bit up First Avenue, 7th Street, turn right, and there it is, Duncan Square Park. And Robert stood under the tree and chanted. Seven dollars in his pocket. And then it multiplied into millions and millions of dollars. Temples all over the world, many followers, kirtan everywhere. All from that tree. What kind of tree is that? Just up the road. I'll tell you one thing about that tree. One time I went to the tree and I lived a long time in Vrindavan, which is full of holy trees. And you know, when there are holy trees, there are many people that are tree huggers, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Vrindavan's <laughs> full of tree huggers, right? <laughs> now, <clears throat> I'm from a, uh, a Dutch country, you know, from Holland with a strong Protestant culture. And, you know, and the, uh, although I wasn't so Protestant, but the culture's like that. And my mother used to tell me, just act normal, that's crazy enough. <laughs> so, you know, I get a little self-conscious when I start hugging trees. <laughs> but this time, I said, I don't care. This tree, I'm going to hug it. You know? So I went to Tonkin Square, hugged the tree. Then I was thinking, well, what do I do now? Then I thought, like, well, this is the tree where Prabhupada stood, and from this tree, he was preaching and then spread all over the world, right? So, okay, while I'm holding the tree, I'm going to pray to get the power to, to, to spread the holy name everywhere, to preach, right? The power to, you know, so I'm praying. I turn around and there's a boy under the tree and he says, what do I have to do to become a monk like you? <laughs> Folks, I'm telling you, that tree ain't no ordinary tree. I'm telling you, that, folk, that tree is a desire tree. That tree is a desire tree. 
And that tree was planted there, but Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the spring garden. I'm telling you, he planted it right here on the block. That desire tree. And don't forget to go down there when you can. Up the, up the avenue, 7th Street, right? Duncan Square. There's a sign. There's a sign. You can't miss it. Follow the sign. <laughs> in this way, the mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu doesn't end with the Chaitanya Charitamrit. The mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is present now in our lives. And therefore, I'm telling you, the Chaitanya Charitamrita has not ended with the pastimes of 500 years ago. The Chaitanya Charitamrita, the eternal transcendental pastimes of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu are going on now. We are in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. And that's what I want to leave you with tonight. Because the bathing ceremony is about to begin. Because the Supreme Lord has appeared just at this particular constellation of stars. And now the Pujaris will soon start the bathing ceremony because Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the Supreme Lord in his most merciful form. And we, who are in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, will now continue with getting absorbed in the transcendental bathing ceremony. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.